But let's move on to this one now with metric exams. Set to begin this coming week, some matriculants are still without identity documents, which are needed to sit for the exams. This is causing a lot of frustration and anxiety for both parents and learners. And this comes amid reports that some home affairs officers are not giving matriculants the necessary assistance that they need to get their identity documents. On Friday, some parents and learners are said to have spent long hours in queues at a home affairs in, in Cape Town and were forced to leave M- empty-handed after officials could not help them. Um, in fact, we're meant to, to speak to one of the parents who were among those who queued at the end of uh, last week and were told, in fact, to come back tomorrow morning to get that ID before his son um, writes his first exam on Wednesday. If we do get a hold of him, we will, in fact, uh, continue um, and, and, of course, get a sense of what his experience was. But let's speak now to Bronwyn Batchelor, who is an education expert and head of faculty Faculty at the Independent Institute of Education, who now joins us now on the line. Bronwyn, a, a very good morning to you. And there, there are many other issues, of course, that uh, that we talk about around around education. And so, so what is what should be such a very you know, such a simple mm-hmm. thing where you you know get the kids, the, the the learners, their identity documents, so that they're able to do this. Um, you would think parents are doing this at the beginning of the year already, if not at the end of of uh, the the um, grade eleven year. But but clearly. Really, these are some of the issues that uh, um, that parents, uh, that schools are, are dealing with, and to have obviously not to get the assistance from home affairs is quite frustrating as well. How how big a problem is this here? Good morning, Sibengile, and thank you for having me on the weekend view. Um, I, I can only imagine the amount of stress and anxiety that um, not getting assistance at this time of the year for such a pertinent issue would would raise within our students and our parents. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fundamental document that you need to proceed with in order to write your examinations, then yes, we needed to plan, obviously, to yeah. to have enough time to, to get the document. But obviously, they need the assistance now from, from home affairs to, to get that because it's going to hamper our students and, and their futures. But, I mean, that's just one of the issues when we think about students and matriculants at this time of the year. Um, and we don't need to add that extra anxiety to mm. what they're already facing. Indeed. And just talking about planning, Bronwyn, mm. how involved do schools get right, with, with, with this particular process? Yes, the, the parents, the, the guardians need to take care of that sort of thing. But are schools, mm. uh, you know, do, do they not in, get involved in, in supporting learners with this? Whether, you know, you, you find a day um, during the week and, and you kind of get whoever needs to get there so that the sort of thing is taken care of a, a lot a lot earlier in the year. I think, I mean, I think our education system works on on the basis that knowledge is power, and I think that they start as early as possible advising students of the requirements for the examination season. Um, But further than that, I think the responsibility then lies with the family and with the child to to go and get what is required for them to proceed. I think the school's hands are are very much tied in, in that regard, but definitely the message about what is needed is out there. Of course, this is a very stressful time for for the learners, and and the fact that um, we we put so much so much pressure, so much focus on how they perform in their final year 
of, of school also, of course, adds to uh, to the anxiety, to the stress that, that mm. many learners are feeling are feeling currently. Um, mm. Just in terms of, of, of preparation and supporting the, the, the feelings of anxiety, uh, the feelings of you know, feeling overwhelmed that may lead to students, of course, uh, uh, slack or not not sure how to adequately prepare the, the sort of the sort of support that that, that should be put in place for, for learners. Mm. I think what's really important is that our students that are listening realize that those types of feelings are normal. I think we need to normalize the fact that the stress and anxiety that a, a matriculant feels in particular at this time of the year, the culmination of 12 years of study, is okay. And it's actually it's, it's realistic to have that because of the pressure that is currently situated on your, your shoulders. But that pressure and, and that reality really needs to be put into perspective that what you're facing is maybe the next few weeks of, of trials, um, of, of testing your, your mental capabilities and your endurance. But after that, your whole future lies ahead of you. Mm. And with that perspective, you know, comes the reality that there are a number of options available to our students nowadays. I mean, options might have been limited in the past, but with the number of higher education institutions going online and with the broadening of of access to the different types of qualifications, options are the least of your concerns. So even if maybe you don't uh, reach plan A, there should be a plan B, C, and D. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we talk about how to get through this difficult time, uh, I think, first of all, we would like our students and, and our parents and our guardians to, to maybe be aware of what students may be portraying as signs of year-end fatigue. Mm. And these signs include low energy levels, um, feeling unable to, to keep up, a lack of motivation, feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, being unable to sleep, low levels of concentration. Uh, and all of this just adds to, to that level of anxiety. And, and if you are, are seeing these signs within yourself or within a student around you, I think um, we need to make sure that you get the necessary support that you need. And we are saying that there's actually five things that you can do to help yourself during this period Mm -hmm. and to alleviate some of those symptoms. And what are are some of those? Okay, so the first thing we're suggesting is take some time off. And... (laughs) That sounds a bit counterproductive, right? <laughs> Quite. Um, yeah, you've only got a little bit of time left, but we're saying take some time off. But I think yeah. it's really important because we get caught up in in the hamster syndrome of running on the treadmill, and that is what leads to, to the increased anxiety. So set aside some time that is guilt-free. And the purpose of this time is to regain your focus, you know, to regain the why and the how. Mm. Uh, why am I doing this? How long is it going to last? And how am I going to do this? And part of that process would be to plan your schedule for the remaining time that leads up to the examinations, uh, your schedule in terms of what you're going to study, how you're going to study, and when you're going to study. So that's definitely step one. Take some time off, regain yourself, sleep if you need to, if you're lacking sleep, get some sun, get some exercise, um, all those good things to refuel your soul. Mm-hmm. Then number two, revisit your study timetable. Uh, and when we talk about a study timetable, we're talking one, about one that is regular and consistent. Uh, we hear about students these days that do cross-nighters and use yes. energy drinks to stay up all night. And those are not healthy methods. 
you know, that those methods are the methods that lead us to crash yes. because it gives us a high and then all of a sudden we, we really low again. So use the hours that you had, set aside consistent hours each day. And if you do that and you pace yourself, that will allow you to have a balanced lifestyle during this stressful period. But most of all, then stick to the plan. Uh, sometimes we get waylaid with uh, social media and other distractions. We, we uh, schedule a 10-minute break and it turns into two hours. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's really about trying to stick to the plan and, and regain that, that balance in our lives. And then three, number step three would be maintain a healthy lifestyle, and that's just exercise because, you know, during stressful times, your body is depleted of all those good hormones. To get them back, you need to exercise um, to release some of those endorphins. Eat healthy foods. Uh, decrease the caffeine. Don't increase the caffeine because caffeine, although it gives us energy, adds to those feelings of anxiety. Uh, and, and keep that single-minded focus on what your priorities are sure. right now. Everything else can wait. It can, you can think about your fears and your concerns when you're done with your exams. Just focus on what is the reason for this season. Indeed, indeed. Bronwyn, let, let, we'll have to park it there this morning yes. just in the interest of, of time there. But let me thank you very much for, for your time with us this morning. Bronwyn Bachelor there, Head of Faculty at the Independent Institute of Education. Some tips there for um, matriculants, of course, who um, who are writing their final examinations in the coming week. We're going to focus a bit on some of uh, the, the learners in, in Cape Town who struggle to get their identity documents. But we hope that will be um, sorted out at the beginning of, of the new week so that that bit of stress is out of the way. Maybe your child is is in uh, matric or you're somebody who is matric listening, us, listening in to us this morning. Tell us how your preparation is going.